welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche, and joining me on this episode is John Seabury, CEO of Missouri Realtors. How did you get started in real estate? Well, I grew up in Kentucky, and after being student body president at my university, was offered a job in Washington, D.C., and that was sort of my dream. I always dreamed that I would end up in Washington. And so I was working on Capitol Hill for the House Banking Committee. And this was during the savings and loan crisis. And the realtors were lobbying us quite a bit, as were Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the bankers. And someone came to me and said, hey, the National Association of Realtors are looking for a new lobbyist to handle housing issues. And your background would be perfect based on your experience on Capitol Hill, and I had one interview and got the job. So I felt pretty fortunate after only two years on Capitol Hill to end up with such a great trade association. Wow, that is impressive. So I mean, what was that like? I mean, you must have been pretty young when you were first in that job, right? I was very young. I couldn't believe that someone as young as me could be working on savings and loan policy and housing industry testimony and that kind of thing. But it was it was such a good learning experience and I had great people around me. So I really had a baptism by fire on Capitol Hill because you just, you jump in with both feet and I think I was ready for that National Association of Realtors move. And they had me focusing mainly on housing and veterans housing and rural housing testimony and that kind of thing. So I was pretty specific in the first few years and that was good for me as well. Nice. That's awesome. So did you know about the National Association of Realtors before you joined them? You know, there were so many organizations lobbying us. I knew about the National Association of Realtors, but beyond just a couple of people stopping by our office to talk about their issues. I didn't really know the magnitude of the association or how many members it had or anything like that. What was one of the biggest things that surprised you when you first got started and you know, the, the world of real estate? <laughs> I think I was surprised by how many local boards there were yeah. and people that I had to work with. You know, today there are maybe 1,300 local boards of realtors. Back then there were many, many more because that was, you know, that's 28 years or so ago and things were very different back then. So, you know, my job became working with state associations and local boards on the advocacy issues that they had and just how many there were and how different they were and um, that was probably the, sh the biggest thing to me at the time. Hmm. I didn't realize there, there were more of them back then. Back then, yeah. In the last couple of years, actually in the last six years, we've seen a pretty big decline. The National Association implemented something called core standards, which are basically minimum standards for associations. And as soon as we did that and required that every local association has to have an attorney and everyone has to have a CPA and everyone has to do all these other things, uh, minimum standards, we found that a number of them started um, dissolving or becoming chapters of larger boards. Yeah, that makes sense. 
All right. So you've sort of lived all over the country by now. I mean, you, you said you started in Kentucky, you were in DC for a while, Florida, and now you're in Missouri. Um, why did you choose Missouri? You know, um, I've always thought that my move seemed very natural. You know, moving from Kentucky to Washington was very natural, right out of college, job on Capitol Hill. I never thought you could, after being in Washington for 15 years, I didn't think you would blow me out of there with a stick of dynamite. But <laughs> Florida came knocking and they worked on me for about six months and finally made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And I, I really had to step out of my comfort zone to leave something that I loved. But I found after 11 years there that it was just, it was amazing. I loved it. And I wasn't looking to leave, but I'd been a lobbyist at that point for 24 years. Wow. <laughs> and, and that's tiring. And Missouri came to me and offered me this job of CEO. So I could go beyond where I had been and suddenly be the CEO of my own association versus continuing to be a senior person and work around the clock um, as a lobbyist. So again, it was a tough decision, but it brought me back closer, obviously to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of interest there. I work on, you know, I have a big, I have a horse farm. I, you know, and it's fun to be able to get home to Kentucky and drive there on the weekend if I want to versus in Florida, I couldn't do that. Um, so I think there were professional reasons, but also personal. And while it was tough to leave Florida, I stay in close contact with all my Florida realtor friends. And um, this has been a really good move for me. So it sounds like you never worked as a actual salesperson. No. And you know, that's interesting because I did come up through the National Association of Realtors. We were discouraged from being realtors or um, having a license because we would have been seen as our own members competitor. Oh, wow. So that's, that's where I grew up. <laughs> you know, I came from that school of thinking. And so when I got to Florida and I suddenly had my own staff of 12 and I was hiring new staff to read bills and do th uh, that kind of thing, I started asking my staff as a condition of hiring to spend a week in real estate school, not to get their license and actually take an exam, but just so they knew what the issues were our members were dealing with. So I've sort of come part way, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the one who doesn't believe our staff at the association should be a competitor of our member, but also know that it can be helpful to those in certain positions to know what our members are going through. Yeah, of course. And we do the same thing here at the CE shop. All of our new hires, we, we have them take a few of our courses to just understand Very where real estate agents are coming from. Um, yeah, I think it's essential. I mean, it's real estate is one of those jobs that it's such a huge industry that I feel like a lot of people might think they understand it, but they right. don't really. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, a little bit of training. You know what, the way we looked at it, if I'm the lobbyist for the National Association of Realtors, and I'm working with every member of Congress from an eight state region, when that Congress person and their spouse are buying a job in or buying a house in Washington, DC to come move, I'm their realtor contact in DC. Is that fair to my members? Sure. And suddenly I'm also making a commission on someone that I gave a PAC contribution to. It's just a, a weird, a weird thing. Definitely a conflict of interest at that point. Yes. Hmm. 
So do you miss being a lobbyist? There are times that I do. I have to, this is an odd time in political history and I'm not missing it at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I can believe that. (laughs) But I learned a lot. I've made such incredible contacts and people that I know around the world that I've worked with that I stay in touch with. So that's awesome. So having worked in the, on the policy side of real estate in such different states across the country, how does real estate vary, you know, from Florida to DC to Missouri or how is it the same? You know, I think of ways that it's the same, but even within Missouri, you know, coming here now having to work on different issues Um, you know, we were working on a statewide contract, for example, there are parts of the state that don't want to be on a statewide contract because of the idiosyncrasies of selling in Springfield, Missouri. It's just the way that they've done it for years, which is very different than the way they do it in St. Louis or Kansas city. And then we have a very unique situation in Missouri where, well, it's Missouri and Kansas where Kansas KCRAR, the Kansas City Regional Association of Realtors, is one of the mega boards in the country. It has more than 8,000 members. Half of them are in Kansas, half of them are in Missouri. Mm. You don't have other boards like that in the country. There may be a small board on a in Georgia that has a few members from South Carolina or something, but we don't have other situations like this. And so they have to have their own forms that are unique to that situation. So that's been an interesting thing for me as opposed to, I came from this much larger state where we all use the statewide forms and contracts. And, you know, so that's been unique. Um, And then there are just the natural issues that come up, you know, in Florida, I was so focused on building codes and um, wind insurance, whereas here it's, it's just different issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not many hurricanes are going to make it up to Missouri. Not many, but you know, we do um, sit on one of the most active fault lines in America, the new Madrid fault. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And Southeast Missouri is on the new Madrid fault. Hmm. So there are other, you know, things that you don't think of, but I worked on the issue of natural disaster insurance for 20 years in Washington and in Florida and Missouri was always a place we pointed pointed to as having this disaster um, potential that people didn't think about. Wow. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about that. No. Interesting. There's a story. I remember being a kid in Kentucky and feeling an earthquake. And they say that um, the New Madrid Fault, an earthquake in maybe it was the 1880s, rang church bells in New England. Wow. One of those side notes that, um, yeah, pretty fascinating. Gee, that's crazy. Well, did you ever, did you ever consider becoming more involved in politics? It sounds like you were pretty far (laughs) down the lobbying road. I mean, you know, this is sort of, (laughs) this is a funny one for me. I did think about running for Congress. Um, I had several jobs at the National Association of Realtors. After being a lobbyist for a number of years, I actually asked to move back home to Kentucky and be a political field representative and work in the districts. So I I had eight states that I worked the congressional delegations for lobbying them in Washington. And I came up with this idea that we needed someone to live in the field, prove that it could work, 
and travel to those states and work with the members of Congress on their own turf versus just working with them in Washington. And it proved successful, but I had an ulterior motive. My ulterior motive was I'll go back to Kentucky. I was the student body president at the largest university in the congressional district. Um, I had delivered the Kentucky Post as a kid. I had sort of lived this life that I felt sort of lent itself to running for political office. But I found when I got home that I enjoyed my work too much and the travel and the commitment to give all that up. You know, a member of Congress gives up their job mm-hmm. to be a full-time member of Congress. That is their job. And uh, I wasn't willing to do that anymore. But I'm glad that I at least thought about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, put it behind me. Yeah. Yeah, at least you explored that avenue. Yes, yes. Hmm. So what do you think makes real estate special? <laughs> I, I believe everything relates to real estate, no matter what business you're in, no matter what you do, you can make a connection to real estate. And, you know, it, it hit me more when I left Washington and moved to Florida. Um, at the time, Jeb Bush was governor and he had been a commercial realtor. And most people didn't know that Jeb Bush was a commercial member of the National Association of Realtors, but he had to give that up to be governor. And he pulled me aside and said, first, I'm glad you're here to work for the realtors, but I try to promote economic development. And the piece that's missing is the understanding that there's a real estate component to every deal that's done. And he said he was about to go on a trade mission to Germany and I should go with him because there was never anyone on these trade missions that could talk about quality of life and cost of living. Everyone was more focused on the widgets they were gonna sell or the widgets they were gonna produce, but no one knew on that trade mission how to talk about or find a connection to, well, what's the cost per square foot of that facility out by the airport if we move our product here or our distribution here or our manufacturing here? And so I learned so much from that over the years. I mean, that was an initial foray, but I I continued to travel with every governor of Florida after him fulfilling that same role. And now I do that in Missouri. It's an interesting position to be in. It is. And it's really, I was just at the Paris Air Show last month with the governor of Missouri on his first trade mission as governor. I was the only business person on the trade mission. It was his staff and me <laughs> um, because I've successfully made that case that there's this role and that economic development isn't going to happen without the real estate component. And that's just one piece, but it's the piece that I've sort of embraced. And I think our members can do the same. And I talk to them about that all the time. That's great. So many agents consider getting an advanced degree as a way to sort of take their career to the next level. Um, you have an MBA. How have you, how have you seen that be useful in your career? Well, you know, I was living in Washington, DC working for the national association of realtors and I got that MBA at night. Um, I was always impressed by George Washington university as one of the top universities in the United States. But it was special because their MBA had a public policy focus. Mm. You're not going to find that at 
most other MBA schools. Yeah, it's pretty specialized. Might have something like that, but most MBA schools are so focused on economics or some area of business. And for me, it was a wonderful connection of business and public policy. So that was the start. But then I've, you know, I think it, it made me resourceful because working a full-time job, taking classes at night, I still got my MBA in two years. Wow. Um, you become very resourceful. <laughs> and I think that, that trait has continued on with me. And I've always been someone who knows where to find answers. And, you know, I've got 23,000 realtors in this state and they ask me questions I don't have the answer to, but I can find them an answer because I'm resourceful. And that's just something that came from that time, I believe, um, of getting my MBA. Yeah, I think that's a big case for for schooling is that and almost more than what you actually learn, it teaches you how to problem solve and how to get it done. Yeah. After the break, we discuss the benefits of joining your local board of realtors. Are you thinking about a career in real estate? The CE Shop pre-licensing courses are the best in the industry, available online and constantly updated with helpful insights from industry experts. Even better, the CE Shop students have a 91% pass rate on their licensing exam. Shop for your pre-licensing CE or post-licensing courses online and save 25% on your order by using promo code SHOPTALK. Uh, okay, so you are the CEO of Missouri Realtors. What exactly, aside from traveling with the governor of Missouri, <laughs> does that entail? You know, the the difference in what I used to do where I was just the lobbyist, now we have a public policy staff that are doing that. We have five or six staff here that do advocacy every day and work with the state governments and city governments and our members, but we have a legal line and we have an education program and we have communications and all the things that we're um, working with our members to get them to network and learn more and be more professional. Our risk management program with a, um, so I would say the difference is I've now got my fingers in a whole lot of other areas and I'm becoming more of a generalist. I used to think of myself as a generalist within advocacy Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I knew so much about so many pieces of lobbying and grassroots and PAC and electing candidates and the political part and the policy part. Now I see myself as more of a generalist in the entire association world. Um, You know, how to operate the association, but how to also promote the interaction of our members and the education and professionalism of our members. So you said Missouri Realtors has about 23,000 members? Between 22 and 23,000, yes. We're probably the largest medium state. Okay. There have been times where we are the smallest large state, (laughs) Um, but there are a few of us on the cusp there, Washington State, Missouri, you know, a few others that sort of bob up and down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the benefits for an agent to join their local board of realtors? You know, there are so many, but I think the biggest, there are first networking and finding someone to help them as a mentor. That's probably one of the most fascinating things to me that 
you're part of this association with your competitors, <laughs> yet they want to help you be better, yeah. you know? And so we're all part of the, you know, well, I'm not, I get paid to do what I do. I'm, I'm lucky. But so many realtors are in these volunteer positions at the local state and national level. And they want their colleague that they work with on deals to be better. And they, they volunteer their time to help with that. So that's probably a practical reason for a new realtor to be involved. Then there are the things that they have no clue about <laughs> that they need to know. And that is that local board is the difference between a new sign ordinance going into effect or not. They're the reason that the uh, department of revenue in their city or county is going to, or not going to raise taxes, you know, because of their advocacy efforts on that. And so a lot of times a realtor doesn't get that, you know, they're drinking out of a fire hose at the beginning. Yeah. You know, they've maybe never worked on a commission before and they've got to be laser focused. And sometimes it takes a while for them to understand the benefits of being involved in the association and active. Um, but just to have that, um, that association, uh, standing behind you and making sure your business is going to do better than it would have because they're providing education, they're providing ways to be more professional, um, that kind of thing. So do you recommend for agents to join their local board as soon as they're licensed? I, I do because, I mean, they, I think they need to, well, first of all, if they're joining a company, they need to be a member of the local board because their broker is going to be a member of that local board. They don't always understand our three-way agreement that when you join at the local board, you're a member, you're paying all of your dues. So you pay all your dues at the local board and then the local board keeps their portion, send the balance to the state we keep our portions in the balance to national. And I think we're unique that way that you have this membership in three levels of the association where, again, when they're new, they don't understand that a doctor doesn't have that same choice. The doctor may join the local medical association or may choose to join the national medical association, but they're not really required right, where... Right in our situation, joining the local board has so many benefits for them. More, you know, I can say it coming from the state, the local association is where they have their most benefits. It's where they pay their largest amount of dues and that's where they get their education and so many other things. The state then is, you know, adding to that by offering a legal line and advocacy at the state level and, um, you know, and NAR is sort of the cherry on top with additional federal legislative advocacy and all the things that, that come with that. But it takes that new member a while to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I can see that. So, so the hierarchy of it, you've got the local board, then the state and the national. How many local boards are there in Missouri? In Missouri, we have um, 32, maybe 31 32. local boards. Yeah. And how, how often are new ones formed or old ones dissolved? New ones are hardly ever formed anymore. I would say since I've been here, we've probably had 
three or four dissolve or become a chapter of a, a larger board. That was a new option that the National Association offered a few years ago. What I'm seeing more is mergers between boards to become more regionalized. And if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense all over the country. Brokers are more regionalized. And I've heard this for nearly 30 years since I've been involved. A broker would say, I'm a member of eight boards and five MLSs, and I'm paying to all of these. You know, well, does that make sense? Is that the best way to approach business? And so I think this has been driven by brokers and just by nature. <laughs> when you start seeing more, there are economies of scale of being regionalized in some respect. And so why am I putting my information in 12 MLSs when it makes sense for some of these to merge? Um, those are things we don't promote. They're just things that naturally happen. Mm -hmm. And we think our members should be the driving force in that. We shouldn't, at least that's my theory and that's how I've approached it. I have colleagues around the country who are very different. They promote mergers. I believe, I, I help facilitate them, but I believe it's our members that drive the merger. Yeah. So I will, I'll be a facilitator. I'll go work with two boards. I'll talk them through the pros and cons and, and we work together and either make it happen or not. But I, I try to remain objective throughout the whole process. And I think I've done that. Uh, but we're seeing more and more mergers. And how much interaction do you have with the other, the CEOs of other state? I'm very uh, involved with the CEOs of other states. I just had an email pop up since we've been talking from one asking a question. We're our, we're our, own, our best resource for each other. And many of us have known each other for a long time. You know, I was in government affairs for a state association. A number of the state CEOs now were my colleagues oh, as wow. government affairs directors in their states. And we've all moved up together and we've been friends for a long time. And we meet at national meetings, but we also meet outside of national meetings every year just to share ideas and talk about what's working well for us. Because as you know, no matter what industry you're in, if your colleagues are having an experience, you're going to have the same one eventually if you haven't already had it. Yeah. So let's work together on how we're going to respond as a group or, you know, how we can get ahead of the curve. So we're very close and we work really well together. I'm actually the national vice chair of the, uh, of all association executives this year, local and state, the national association of realtors has an association executives committee, community. And uh, so next year I'll be the chairman of that. And it's local and state CEOs. Sounds like you stay busy. I do, you know. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> it's, on, the, on the education side of things, it's always shocking how different every state can be. Um, you know, between when they renew their license or what they require even to get your license. It's crazy how much it'll vary from one state to the next. So uh, that's interesting to hear that the that the boards are also interwoven. You know, it's also interesting to hear how each state handles education too. Mm -hmm. You know, a state like Iowa, the state association basically handles education for all the local boards and 
and it's a profit center for them. In Missouri, I have a predecessor who basically got rid of the education department and wow. said, that's the locals job and we're not going to compete with them. But then we've done member survey research over the last few years to find out if you're a member of a large board like Kansas City or St. Louis or Springfield, you're getting great educational opportunities. But if you're a member of one of those other 25 boards, you want your state association to offer some education. Sure. So we're somewhere in the middle. So what would you recommend for a newly licensed agent to do in the first few years of their career? You know, it would depend on maybe what local and what state you're involved in. But in our state, we're, we have this structure that's very welcoming. So we encourage new members to come to our meetings. It's free. Our, our business conferences are free. We have three a year. We, um, we offer mentorship and scholarships even to help them get, even though it's free, we offer scholarships to help pay their way and for their hotel room as a first time attendee. And we get them there and have them realize that they can be part of the solution. And so we don't have old fashioned subcommittees that were a popularity contest that you get appointed to. We have what we call output groups and they're what would be a, a subcommittee at another association. Our output groups are open to anyone who wants to be on it. So if the output group handling communication or the output group handling RPAC or the output group handling economic development is doing something that you don't like, it's hard to complain because you could have been there. It's yeah. open to everybody. And we find that it's a great way to get involvement because you have a seat at the table, whether you've been to 50 meetings or never attended a meeting, you're invited to attend and be part of that. And that's probably it's a dream to think that a brand new agent would come to that, but we have them all the time. Um, it's more likely that you want them to do the same thing at their local board. Just start attending events, go to networking events. Um, if you came from another industry, which is so common in real estate, mm -hmm. what made you successful as that mortgage banker or that news anchor or whatever it was you did use that, resource to make you successful at your local board. I tell new members that all the time. If you were the king of fill in the blank, your local board needs that in some way or another. It may not sound natural, but they may have a communications department, but you were a writer for a newspaper mm -hmm. in another city or another state, and you moved here because of a spouse transfer or whatever, um, they can use you they have a committee that deals with that. So become that indispensable resource at your local board and it'll, it'll pay off over time. Oh yeah. That's something I always find amazing about real estate is just how malleable it is. You know, any kind of previous experience can be right. moved towards success in real estate. It's really, yes. it's really unique. All right. Uh, my last question, which is one I ask of all of my guests, if you could go back to the beginning of your career, what one thing would you have done differently? Uh, you know, I, I always say I don't have regrets, but <laughs> at that time that I was getting my MBA and I was 22 years old, I do wish I had done a combined Juris Doctorate at the same time. And um, I think a law degree in my profession 
not, not as much being the CEO, but the lobbying that I did over the years, the 24 years, I think a law degree would have just supplemented that. I did fine, but um, it's a little easier to, to <laughs> make those tough choices and work through the night and not sleep when you're 22 years old versus going back and doing that at a later time. Yeah, so yeah. I do wish I had done that early on, but, but I still wouldn't say I have regrets. Yeah, seems like you're doing great. Uh, well, thank you again for joining me. Uh, this has been a great chat. It's been great. If somebody would like to learn more about Missouri Board of Realtors or if they're in Missouri and would like to join, uh, how would they do so? We have a wonderful interactive website, um, MissouriRealtor.org, so they can find us there. Um, but also look up the local board of Realtors. We have these 30 plus local boards that are all doing amazing things. And, um, we can help connect a new uh, real estate agent to the right local association to get them started. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Shop Talk. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the talk, leave us a glowing review on your podcast player of choice and tell a friend about us. Join us next time for an in-depth look at vacation homes, how to sell them, and why we could all use one, if only in our minds. Shop Talk is a production of The CE Shop.